0: How many knows what we're going to be speaking about this morning? Overcoming what? Last week we talked about what? Over, overcoming, for, overcoming our forgiveness, a lack of forgiveness. Remember the king would, brought the, uh, the, the king of Israel, brought the five kings, or Joshua, brought the five kings of these other countries and laid them all before the people and they all went and put their foot on their neck? It represented an ability to, to have a power over those things. Five different things and whatever they represented, they did. And in in your life, the things they represent, they may be different in everybody's life and everybody's situation. But they came and they felt something they never felt before. He wanted them to feel the power of conquering something that had always conquered them. And I pray over the next few weeks that you learn to believe and you pray and you... You're seeking God on behalf of yourself, but also on behalf of those in your family. That you will live a life that has never been before. It doesn't mean that you're going to walk around. You know, we think we we talk about God moving and, and really speaking in people's hearts. It, it isn't that you're going to walk on air. It doesn't mean you're going to walk on water. But it does mean that you have victory over things that have always had victory over you. You know, uh, I always liked the Rocky movies, you know. No, very nice. Uh, whenever he was trying to run against Apollo Creed, he was running on the beach when he's training for the for the uh, obviously clubberling or it wasn't it was the Russian. It's for Kluberling, and he was defeated in his mind. And this isn't part of the message. I don't know what it is, but it's it's a prelude, I guess. Um, he was. All these things were coming against Rocky, and he was feeling oppressed and beat down. He couldn't whip anybody and and all these things. And he started training. He would start take off running. Apollo would, and he'd just stop running. He'd just walk because he didn't have it up here. Then the next day, they'd go out to the beach and run, and he'd take off running, and he'd just quit because he never thought he was going to overcome and learn to compete with Apollo. Apollo Creed was the other guy in the movie. If you've never seen the Rocky movies, Get all 12 of them. You can get them at the rental store or whatever. And uh, there wasn't 12. There was nine or something. But anyway, finally, I remember when he's running, and he's running with all he's got to keep with Apollo. And you tell in the movie that Apollo's just halfway running because Apollo could really outrun him. He, is, he gets victory, and he runs past Apollo, and he's so excited. I believe that's how people are going to be in this crowd, in our church, that you're going to finally overcome these things that beat you down for years. Man, I really thought that would be, and that's exciting to me. Mm. If you have your Bible, gonna go, gonna, gonna, we're gonna slow down. If you've got your Bibles, let's go to Genesis chapter 42. Overcoming self. Last week was overcoming unforgiveness because it grows into so many different things and it so affects your life. Here's one that's a little more subtle. Things about overcoming self is is uh, it's hard to do, and it's many times it's hard to be honest as we look at ourselves. How do we do it? Life is just more than just us. We can learn from Joseph's rejections, acceptance, imprisonment, and years of seeming like life was just unfair. Because I know there are people in this sanctuary who feel like life is just unfair. It just stinks. Matter of fact, I'm going to use a real rough term, life just sucks. It just isn't good. Like you, like you look at somebody else and you're so or, or enamored with what they have and who they are and what they, what they possess and things, and you think your life just, is just terrible. Life is such an injustice. It's such an injustice. You know what Joseph saw his life as? Opportunity. Even when he was young and, and he got slammed and the doors were slammed in his face, his brother got him down, they pounded him, and they said, how, how dare you make fun and say that you're going to lord over us one day and all the things that they said to him. And they got him down and gave him noogies and wedgies and, and done all kinds of things to torment him. But he saw, still saw life as a good thing, as a good opportunity. It's important that, that each of us understand that. I want you to go to Genesis 42, verse, four, uh, verse 6 and verse 7. Now, Joseph was governor over Egypt. He was the one who sold the grain to people who came to buy it. So Joseph's brothers came to him and bowed face down on the ground before him. When Joseph saw his brothers, he knew who they were, but they acted, but he acted as if he didn't know them. He asked unkindly, where do you come from? And they answered, we have come from the land of Canaan to buy food. I don't know about you. From the time he was abducted by the Ishmaelites and sold into slavery to them, he was 17. He came into power in in, in Egypt 13 years later, but nine years had passed from the time he came into power because they had seven years of plenty and they had the second year of of famine. He was 39 at this point. And I believe when they walked through the door, I think an alarm clock went off and he realized the dream that he'd had when he was a kid the dream that he'd had that they were going to come and bow before him. He remembered every bit of it that day and he remembered what they said to him. You know, a lot of things could have entered into his life. He could have thought about rejection. He could have thought about having them arrested for spies or he could have, anything he wanted to do because he was in control. Now, seven or 22 years before, he was, he was not in control and they were. And they sold him into slavery. But listen, everything in his life had a purpose and a direction. And even though you're in the middle of, of a chaotic time or maybe an imprisonment, if you like, kind of like Joseph did, he was in a, a place of, of He Even when he got, well, let's just go through for just a minute. He went from, 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 sold from his brothers to the Ishmaelites, from the Ishmaelites to Potiphar. From Potiphar, he was accused and, and not given a trial or anything, but he was stoned into prison. And from prison, he lived several years. And from prison, he went to the palace. But there's a lot of time there to think about things. Not only was the trip from Canaan to Egypt hard on him because he was very emotional. had to be very hard on him. You think he didn't cry? I believe he cried. I believe he begged. I believe he wept and wept. There was no weeping left. Then he gets delivered to there, and he finds favor, and Potiphar's wife kind of caught eyes on him and flirted around with him, and he he wouldn't succumb to her. attractive little words she she would say we don't know what they were but he didn't he didn't fall for the uh, the ploy so he goes to prison now we know he's in prison for several years there's a guy in the prison he was a butler he worked for the pharaoh and God gave Joseph the interpretation he gave it to him and told him to be restored and Joseph said, when you get there, make sure you remember that I'm back here. I need help. I need out of this. Then the, then the cupbearer came to him with another dream, very similar. He said, remember me when you go be with the king, but you're going to have your head cut off. So he probably didn't remember him. But it was kind of funny. I couldn't remember his, forget it. Uh, <clears throat> Go to chapter 45. I don't think this happened in a period of a week or two. Oftentimes we think chronologically that that when he, his brothers came to buy grain from him, two weeks later they were back. Well, it, was, it was a several-day trip just to get there. So probably about a, a six months or a year later they came back to buy some grain or buy some corn. In verse 45 and verse 1, chapter 45, verse 1, Joseph could not control him. Himself in front of his servants any longer, so he cried out, "Have everyone leave me." When only his brothers were left to Joseph, he told them who he was, and Joseph cried so loudly, loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and the kings and the people in the king's palace heard about it. He said to his brothers, "I am Joseph. Is my father alive?" But the brothers couldn't answer him because they were afraid. See, he knew they'd be back. But what went on in his mind and what went on in his heart while they were gone? You know, he knew there was going to be five more years of famine. He knew they were going to have to have some help. Because you may have never thought about this, but I have. If I'd been in power, I would have went home. Why didn't he just go home and restore things with his dad? But he had five years to take care of this kingdom in Egypt, and he had five years to take care of his family back home. His heart, even in the midst of all the bad things he went through for years, for 22 years, he maintained and took care of things so he could take care of his family back in Canaan. You know You probably know the rest of the story. Was he ever frustrated? You better believe he was. Was he ever discouraged? You know, we think of a jail around here. We think of Sauter County up here. We thought it may be crude to some of us in our our, our ability to function in regular life, but it was a a Hilton. It was the Gnosis of the Gnosis compared to what this was because this is a very dark and destitute and empty place with very little rules and regulations. Think he was ever discouraged? Did you think he ever thought about revenge? I can tell you about revenge. I never acted on it. I'm glad I couldn't have anyway, but I had a lot of thoughts of revenge about the guy who murdered my father. I did. I had lots of feelings of, of emotions, of, of rage and things, especially at night or if I was alone, I'd go out by myself, and man, there's a lot of feelings of rage and emotion, and he had them too. I guarantee he had them. Did he ever think of how much he was robbed of his father's influence? And I think that would be the hardest thing they had to think about. You know, yeah, I'm going to talk about dad in a second. But I've thought many times, how much better of a father would I have been? How much more of an accomplished man that would I've been if I'd had my dad around. You some of you say, Well, shoot, man, you're twenty five. Let me tell you something. I have two boys and I know where they are at twenty five. I hope I'm very instrumental in teaching them and and giving them a direction in their life. And I think about Joseph. His father was taken from him, and and he sat at night, and he thought often, on my dad's influence, the holidays, I could be with him, celebrations. We have to realize that... uh, Life isn't easy. It has lots of disappointments. It has lots of conflicts. What does this have to do with overcoming self? If he had had not overcome his self, he had not at 17 years of age had the ability to think about this in detail, he would have been overrun with all these thoughts. And Now listen to this. If he had got ate up with all the things, injustices, and all the bad things that had happened to him in life, he would never have been able to receive the word of the Lord when God gave it to him to give direction for these people. He also would not have had near the revelation that he had in his life because he would have been obstructed from this because of all the things in his past. It's the same way with you and I. We have things that happen, and they may rise, their, may raise their head at times, but it's, we got to be cautious. We keep ourselves submitted down. We may not understand, and we don't have to agree even because Joseph didn't agree with this, But he lived with it. And then when time came to prove himself, God spoke to his heart and really spoke truth. And he spoke to other people. In Jeremiah chapter 17. More than anything else, a person's mind is evil. Oh, nope, wrong place. But the person who trusts in the Lord will not, will be blessed. The Lord will show him that he can be trusted. He will be like a strong tower. He will be strong like a tree planted by the planted near the water, that sends its roots. That sends its roots by the stream. It is not afraid when the days are hot or when the leaves are green. It does not worry when in a year when there is no rain. It always produces fruit. More than anything else, a person's mind is evil and cannot be healed. No one truly understands it. But I, the Lord, took into a person's. I look into a person's heart to test the mind. There was something about that scripture, and there is something about us. When we are in dark times or we are in hardships, we have to overcome ourselves, man. How many of us have not had injustices done to us? How many of us have not been uh, gone through a lot of things this world has to offer? I've thought so many times about my life. That was my father when I was 25. I think of Kinsley, our two-month-old granddaughter who was killed. I think of a lot of things with our kids, betrayal, things that they've done they are very difficult. I thought about circumstances with my mom back home, and now we got circumstances with my in laws here in Bloomfield with Nan not feeling well and just all the, the problems along those lines. We all have issues. Brother Walls is in a, a NASCAR cart back here. He didn't anticipate this, but it's happened. I'm going to be pretty quick. If you go to the book of Genesis in chapter 2, overcoming self again. Overcoming self. How many ever... Uh, Weight lifted. I mean, you were intensely weight lifted. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. If if you if you worked out for a month and you thought everything was supposed to be the way you were hoping it would be in a month, it probably wouldn't, didn't happen, did it? Did it? You probably get discouraged if you thought everything is poof. You know, your six pack you used to be there and now it's like this. You thought you could do it for a month and all of a sudden you see the ripples and not the ripples, but their muscles. Come on, y'all, lighten up a little bit. You see the muscle pattern again. A month, how long did it take us to get out of shape? It doesn't matter. We got that. Um, requires you to do what you don't want to. If you want to overcome some things in your life, the Holy Spirit will quicken you. He'll quicken your heart, and if you'll listen to him. This past week, I, um, I was uh, at the hospital, went up to see Brenda, and we talked for 45 minutes or so, and... and uh, over we there, she was talking about a situation with uh, with Gage. I won't tell what it is, but she was talking about a situation, and it just happened that that day he, the Lord prompted in his heart to do something. He said, "Normally, just never does this at all," but he had a funny feeling, he, so he went ahead and, and put something in the house and, and just went about his way. Well, later on, he didn't know it, but the I guess the sheriff's department or somewhere was was. Coming there and they examined everybody's lockers and stuff. And it wasn't anything wrong, but he just thought, man, it's questionable. And he just didn't. And oh boy, I just lost my train of thought. Here's the thing listening, even the smallest minute details when he tells us things. If we would just listen and bring them into just watch it and observe, watch it and observe. It's not always appealing, it's not always pleasant. Not always easy. There's a guy, I'll tell you this real quick. There's a guy that my wife and I, we uh, first moved here, we bought an old schoolhouse out in the country out here, about bring it her up here. Bring it her up here. Come here. Come on. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Say hi everybody. I'm gonna show you something. Come here, Lady. Come back down here. I'm gonna jump ahead to my last point. This is Layla. Say hi hi uh yeah she is precious she is uh she's beautiful nope <laughs> see if we can get her come to you. okay, let her come back, let her come back come back, come on, come on, come on, come on, yeah, yeah, isn't that great? You think that I would do that with any of you men? (laughs) Come on. Oh, you can do. Come on. Come on. No. I guess we're just going to close the message like this. Why am I encouraging her to walk to me? Because there's not a lot of confidence there yet. She can do it. She has the ability, she has the strength, she has the agility, but she doesn't know it. And that's why there's a lot of goofy parents and a lot of goofy grandparents. Oh, come here, come on, baby, come on. Yeah. And we go, when they come to us and they walk, the first step, they're you all know, plumb goofy. But we're, ah, we're all excited. Yeah. You can come get her now. we want to get her? <sighs> yeah, it'd be pretty weird. Me to be up here asking Blake, come on, Blake, come on, honey, come on, Blake, come on, come on, come on, come on to me. That'd be kind of weird. Come get her. <laughs> they can take her out. Yeah. We're going to skip at point two and just close with point three. Layla, I've given her confidence. Now, I'm going to ask you to come up here, Paul. Come on. Come on, buddy. Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. That's a good boy. Thank you. Yeah. All right, you can sit down. Did he need me to coax him? He didn't need it. He was like, oh, my goodness, he's embarrassing me. Something's wrong with Paul. If he's 30 years old and have to can do Layla. There's something wrong with us. We have not learned to overcome ourselves. We haven't put ourselves down enough, not, not, not in a derogatory way, but deny ourselves enough to receive the encouragement that we should receive to give us victory over the things that we don't have victory over. Man, I believe it all my heart that God, most of our lives, we get saved. We've been saved maybe a year or two, and He's saying, come on, man, come on. You can do this. You can do this. Come on. Yeah, there, oh, you're doing it. Oh, good job. And then as you go back, you fall, oh my goodness. What, what is his, what's God's opinion when a little child or when we fall? He don't go, "Oh my goodness, you're a loser. You're never going to get it." No. He goes and stands you up. He says, "Come on back, come on, come on oh, it, oh it's okay. I'll pick you back up." And he's very patient. He's very loving. The problem is, sometimes we are just remain a child, our whole spiritual life. We don't want to get up and walk. We want him to help us. We want him to to encourage us all the time. And I understand encouraging encouraging all the time. But there's a time when you have to grow up and become a man and become a woman. Psalms 37. We're not going to read Genesis. Psalms 37, verse 24, 23, rather. When a person's steps follow the Lord, God is pleased with his ways. If he stumbles, he will not fall because the Lord holds his hand. There's something about my steps that is very pleasing to the Lord. And if I'm pleasing to the Lord, he's going to try to make sure that I'm all right. Just like Joseph, all those years, he was, he was pleasing to the Lord even from his youth. He was pleasing to him, and the Lord always kept his hand by if he stumbled a little bit, oh, maybe so. Maybe he didn't have a father. Maybe he have somebody to really mentor him and, and, and give him great advice on how to become a man. And so he'd kind of be there for him. There's another place that I, I got my, uh, my phone saved because it's an ESV. I'll read this to you. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord God is in your midst. A victorious warrior, he will, exalt you, he will exalt over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He, re, he will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. There is something about God's seeing you as an individual. And many of us don't think that God sees us that way. He think, we think that it's only just certain people that he is really excited, excited about. But is it not each and every one of us who really gives him our heart and give him, gives him our life? See, it's it's overcoming self is a person who can truly, freely give themselves to the Lord. It doesn't mean that we're being no over problems, it doesn't mean to have any more issues, there have any hurdles to jump through, some things to overcome. Because we all do. So I'll just read. The Lord believes in us. He believed in Peter even when Peter was denying him. He orchestrates our steps. He has plans for our steps. He knows where we're going to go. He says our faults. Our cracks, our failures, our insecurities. Speaking in front of a crowd, who would like to come up here and speak? Probably a few of you would. If you'd like to, you got something to say. Been waiting for the opportunity to say what you got to say. Instead of doing something, you just quit instead. Excuses. You cause, you focus on, good to see you, Claire. You you focus on your disabilities, what I can't do. I want to go to Exodus and I want to close with this. You don't come back up if you don't care. Exodus chapter 3. Our insecurities, man. Does anybody here have any insecurities? Man, you know why I have insecurity. I went up to see the brain doctor on a, a neurologist, what do you call it, on a Thursday. And when I went up to see him, I sat down there and I had confidence. I said, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to stutter. I'm going to stammer around. I'm not going to mess my words up or anything. And I did pretty good. Until the end. I don't know what I said. It just all just, just like sometimes here, just kind of all ran together. didn't make any sense. But it truly came from a lack of confidence. I was intimidated in, in the presence of, of Dr. Lagordia. Nothing intimidating. But in my mind, I began to think I, I'm not, I can't speak, uh, I can't think, I, I can't operate right. And I'm no different than Moses, and you're no different than I am. And you're good gravy. How many have heard of Burr Hill, Kentucky? One. Two, Tyson. Three, my father-in-law. Hill, Kentucky. Come on. Who's heard of it? Burr Hill, Kentucky. (laughs) If you're lucky, you'll get to go there someday. But a guy who came from Burr Hill with all of my problems, with all of my inabilities, with all my excuses. We'll read these quickly. Chapter 3, verse 10. But Moses said to God, I'm not a great man. How can I go to the king and deal with the, To go to the king and lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Chapter 4, verse 1. But Moses answered, What if the people of Israel do not believe me or listen to me? What if they say, The Lord did not appear to you? 410. But Moses said to the but Moses said to the Lord, please Lord, I've never been a skilled speaker. Even now I'm talking with you. I cannot speak well. I speak slowly and can't find the best words. Some of you have, God has laid on your heart to do something, a variety of things. But you've sit and made excuse after excuse. You haven't got self out of the way. Conquering self. Overcoming self is your break, your greatest your greatest battle in life will be overcoming self. And in verse 13, and this is really really where Moses was going was this. But Moses said, "Please, Lord, send somebody else. Send somebody else." I never forget. It was a little over 16 years ago. Uh, my wife and I had a meeting with the church board at the at the assembly downtown when we were downtown and. And uh, and brother Cooper was there, and uh, uh, Tom, and maybe uh, Randy Zook, or maybe Jerry, Jerry Clark, I don't know. But here's the thing that whole time I'm, I'm going to the media, I'm thinking, Lord, send somebody else, send somebody else, send somebody else. I do not want to go to Bloomfield, but she knew, you see. Her confidence was in God. What we singing those songs, I was thinking about everything about her is about, I'm not in trouble, y'all, so I'm not just saying this. Uh, That was earlier this week. Uh, uh, So that's why I know that when you're fasting, there's going to be warfare coming about. She believed when nobody in my life that I could could relate to believed. It's the greatest decision of our life. You're part of it, Brother Cooper. Lord, send somebody else. Excuses. It doesn't matter of potential, but he never saw he had potential. Moses had no confidence in himself. You might be the same way. Because I can relate, then I have confidence. Most of my life I did. I always had a lot of confidence. Everywhere I went, everywhere I, just whoever I met, it didn't matter. I was just full of life, and I had all the confidence in the world. You know, y'all are sick and tired of hearing about this, but when I went through what I went through last year, all confidence was flushed, every bit of it, every bit. I feel like God's speaking to me this morning. It's the reason he had to leave my own ability in the past, a year and a half ago. So God could take full credit for what he wants to do in this place. I never thought of that. So I still, I still don't have a lot of confidence. I sit in my office and I pray, Lord, use this. Speak to an individual's life that they can overcome who they are and who we've been and we can learn to be victorious. We don't have to be oppressed with all these feelings of inferiority. And... I heard uh, Craig Groeschel say this once. You may not have confidence in yourself, but you can have God confidence. When you have God confidence, you can begin to do things you never thought was possible. And you look at yourself... Like in the mirror last week, we're looking at ourselves to really look at ourselves and and you can look at yourself and say, I know I can't do it, but oh man, it's amazing what he can do through me. You know, I know it's almost 12, I know I gotta go. When it's just us. And and we die and the family decides to or cremate or whatever that lifeless body is not worth anything it's not it's not before that we would do anything to keep it alive at that point it ceases to exist who you are right now you are worth a lot in the eyes of the Lord you're worth so much nothing for you to be prideful of you're just a paper funnel because listen after your time is up You're going to get thrown away. And I know it. God's confidence. Remember that God is for you. He is working you in spite of you. Overcoming self this Sunday. Remember, he is in control like Joseph. Avoid avoid the point two I didn't go into. but, But the confidence I gotta have, and you gotta have. Is it your God? We're gonna run late. I'm gonna ask you not to leave, and I'm gonna have the time for people to come to the altar. If you've never known Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there is no greater time than now. I'm putting it off, whatever. You don't want to put it off. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, but the second thing is this: if you're struggling in your life about. Get rid of yourself. Step out of the way. And let God be God. I'm going to ask you to make a huge step and that's out of your seat. Come and find a place to pray. I just want to close with that. I pray that God speaks to your heart. That you'll be obedient to what He speaks. Father. Lord, we're pitiful. We're pathetic in ourselves. Lord, there's amazing things that can happen in the God confidence when it comes upon our life. I pray for everyone that's here. If there's someone here, Lord God, that doesn't know you so Lord and Savior, they'll make their way to the altar now. It'll be the greatest day and the most change that they ever experienced in their walk with you. And walk in their walk-in life, period. Lord, I pray for everyone else. God, if they're in here this morning, and God, they're struggling they are not denying themselves and surrender to you father i pray for them too would you come this morning